What's up, guys? Welcome back to another wonderful episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. This week is brought to you by our friends at Drew Coffee, Kiki Milk, and Kinder Beauty. Um, if you want to support, it would mean the world to us. All three of these brands we are a part of in some way, shape, or form, uh, and your support means the world to us. Code ADULTING gets you 30% off at Drew, and uh, it gets you 20% off at Kiki Milk, Kinder Beauty, as always best value uh, in the world. So check out these brands. Um, but until then, sit back, relax, or baby, keep it pushing. This is still the right show. Yeah, we'll meet you where you are in your life or your car. If you need or your fire, you got a cat or a dog. Good vibes or a problem in school. I got a job. We just want to know who you are. So we can say thank you for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yay! Welcome back to an all-new episode of Adulting Like a Mother Father. I'm Daniela Monet, the mother. And I'm Andrew, the father. And we're both adults. And if you're an adult or just trying to be one, this is the show for you. We've got some hot takes. I'm hoping I'm using that right. We've got some hot takes on living a very, I guess clean is the buzzword I want to use, but more or less non-toxic lifestyle Mm -hmm. with our good friend and my good friend, Ashley um, Belfiore, who I, I've known for uh, just as long as I've known Andrew, pretty much, actually. And you'll get to know why when we get into it. But um, she's a good friend of mine. She's a certified health coach, a mom. She really kind of hones in on that non-toxic living and eating. And she's also a vegan butter maker. She's the owner of Beautiful Flower Foods. Um and so we'll get into more of that in just a minute, but uh, let's 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 hit everyone with some wins and fails. You got anything, Andrew? Uh, I do, I do. Um, okay, so I, I usually like to start with my fail. We know. Yes, but this time I will not. Oh. Uh, this time I'm starting with a really easy win. I am now into week four of waking up between 5 and 5.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. which uh, ain't easy, but uh, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it, and it feels really good. Uh, it's, it honestly, it's been a life changer for me. Like it's, it's totally reset my, my mind. Um, I feel like by the time I get back in the morning, well, first of all, right. By like sometimes by eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, like I've woken up, I've, I've had a phone call with like a good buddy of mine that I go back 20 years with. I've worked out. I've like had a protein shake or a breakfast. I've busted out some work. And, uh, I, I even do like a little journaling in the morning. I haven't really told you that. Yeah. Yeah. So every morning I, I just, it's like three things. Like one thing I'm grateful for, what's a goal and what's a why. And so I've been doing that every morning and it's, uh, I I don't know. It just helps me like put my mind in the right place. But 
that's the win. I've been doing that now. I'm into week four and uh, I'm going strong and uh, there's no looking back. Awesome. That's, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, Yeah. You've been going through like a series of mini and macro revelations recently. Mini and macro? Shut up. What are the, what are the other revelations? Micro and macro. It's fine. No, like big and small. Like, yeah, like what? Like, well, you've just been like experimenting with new ideas. Okay. You're looking at me funny. No, are you, why is it not ringing, ringing a bell? Oh, experimenting with new ideas. No, not new ideas. Not like they're new ideas, but like newer for you. Newer for me. Do you want to elaborate or do you not even know where I'm going? I have this? no idea where you're Whoa, going. No. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's do the thing. Do you mind thi- if here, I share? Here's the other thing. Like I'm into week four, but my brain still hasn't adjusted. Okay. And so by like middle of the day, like I'm toast already. Okay. Okay. Um... So you were sharing with me that along with these chats you've had with your friend. Oh, right. Right. That there was talk a about, moment. Talk about God. Yeah, where he he said that he thinks he was called literally and figuratively. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's that intense, but he... He uh, okay. So at the end of our conversation last week, he uh, he sort of dropped something on me that I'm sure was just as uncomfortable for him as it was. Actually, wasn't that uncomfortable for me? It probably just caught you by surprise. It caught me off guard. But I'm open to things. So he was just like, uh, you know, I've been wanting to say this to you. I feel like us like reconnecting and, and like being consistent with conversations and whatnot. Was God like? calling on me and weighing on my heart uh, as a message to get through to you. And I just, I was kind of taken back by it because Danielle and I have, have talked like over the last year or so about the idea of exploring God and just, just religion in general. Cause neither of us are, are religious really in any capacity. Like I didn't, I didn't grow up uh, practicing religion or going to church or anything like that. But I think, um, like our, we've just changed a little bit, and I think we look for uh, ways to to strengthen our foundation. And so it was really interesting to me. And he's not the only one. My my, my dad, you know, found God several years back, and and he's uh, he's made a lot of comments to me over the last few years. Uh, you know, really trying to push me in, in that direction. And until now, it's not really something that I've. It's, I don't know what it is. I just haven't been that open to it. Um, but I'm more so now. So I'm, I'm just, the point of the story is like, I've never had anybody say anything to me like that. And I don't know why God was, he said God was calling on his heart or, you know, it was on his heart uh, to get to me. And it was a way for God to pass a message to me. But, uh, you know, I, I I took it to heart and uh, I asked him a few questions, mostly about like, you know, if I wanted to explore, like what's a good place to start. And so since he sent me some videos and stuff and I, I, <laughs> this part's funny. I literally had just started watching one of the, the videos. He sent me links to some YouTube videos from there, like an animated series that sort of explains like the Bible and then goes on from there. And I literally was like one minute into this first <laughs> video last night. And Tadella goes, uh, do you have your phone? And I said, yeah. She's like, do you know what just happened at the Oscars? 
<laughs> <laughs> no, because it, it, you got to give it some more context. We weren't in the same room. I was cleaning up the playroom and Andrew oh, yeah, was, was taking a, a bath. bath. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew said, I'm going to just go take a bath. I'm going to go chill. And I didn't know if you had your phone or not. Like, I didn't know how chill you were oh, trying to phone. get. I was, I was learning about the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. So I asked him. <laughs> Do you know what just happened at the Oscars? And then hit him with all the links and the videos and everything. Dude, just yeah, really sure gets. enough, Chris Rockets oh rocked in the face. Uh, so that's it. So that that that's my win, uh, and that's the side story. My fail definitely is uh, over the weekend. I caught whatever stomach bug Daniela had, and let me tell you. When I say it was a shitty situation, <laughs> it was a shitty situation. I uh, thought it was more like a. Never mind. I'll leave that out. <laughs> do you mind? You could just straight up say it like you mine, were. Mine was all of it. Yeah, you had it all. I, I didn't. All. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. And in the industry business, I didn't know. I'm not going to say that. Yeah, you're good. I just didn't do. I didn't have anything come out of me abnormally. Well, that's, like yeah, that's great. Out of my mouth, out of my butt, out of my anything. Okay. okay. As if there's another hole. And cut show. <laughs> but you, on the <laughs> other hand, caught it and and got to experience the. Oh, whole, I had everything. Whole journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, it's but it, it was crazy. Hours. Well. Yeah, I was gonna say as fast as it came is is as fast as it went. So uh, that's good, and here we are now. Aw, you know, I always um I always kind of like overhaul the wins and fails. So I feel like yours was really girthy, and mm. I think we can leave it at that. Yeah, I meant to keep it succinct. No, I liked it. It was good, and I think it's just um it's just like the tip of the iceberg. You I'm know what it is? You know what, what it is? In. Like I'm gonna overshare. Like you I, are? I, I share too many details, like with stories. You know what I mean? Like I'm still trying to perfect my storytelling craft. It's not great. That's so fascinating. I, first of all, I think you're an excellent storyteller, and That's I don't nice think you overshare. I think you actually felt you are very self aware, mm. and you you filter yourself for the most part. Whereas, like, I am trying to craft my storytelling um, so much so that I'm avoiding my win and fail because oftentimes I overshare and I don't filter myself you're not wrong so there you go so if you want <laughs> something to feel good about just honestly just look at me i'm sitting on the ground <laughs> actually i'm not i'm sitting on my... our situation is so no, sad sh- our situation I'm, I'm sitting on this basket in the closet that houses my underwear. Yeah, so mind you, it's a flexible basket. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fabricy basket. A what? Fabricy, fabricy basket made of fabric mm-hmm. with all my underwear in it. <laughs> I'm sitting down in like the most haggard outfit, feeling the most haggard because. I just like, I'm not on the level you're on, Andrew. And that's why you're standing up and I am sitting down looking up at you with this light. Literally, there is a light right above your head and I cannot look at you without looking into the light. And maybe Mm. that's symbolic of something here. It might be. It might be. And and you're not looking haggard, and you're not you're not sitting down there because we're in different places, like mentally right now. I'm giving you a, a break. That's why you're sitting down, and I'm standing. Wow, because you deserve a break. So kind. <laughs> yeah. Um. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So no win and fail. <sighs> no. Okay. Well, we could just jump into the conversation. It was, no, it's it, so it, good. It was, yes, it's really good. Honestly, it's pretty eye opening because I think it applies to everybody. And so I think you can definitely walk away with some value out of this one. Uh, and uh, it was also just like a 
like an easy, super casual conversation because she's, she's a close friend of ours. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I can probably announce this if she's okay with it. Mm. I was just going to say she's, she's also, um, a new investor to the Kiki Milk team. Kiki Milk. Um, which this might be a good opportunity to just like simply mention just, something just about Kiki it. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it hits all the boxes when it comes to Ashley's level of approval, which means everyone should buy this product because Ashley, I have always looked up to Ashley in the way that she's fed her children and, and nourished her body and like the lifestyle that she leads. Like she's very, very intentional, very conscious and, and really strives to be like on the far end of non-toxic. And I just have a lot of respect for people like that because um, it's not easy and you'll learn more as we get into the conversation. But to see her meet with Alex and Lauren of Kiki Milk, and if you're not familiar with Kiki Milk, it's this brand new milk that Gio absolutely loves, Ivory absolutely loves. But, dad um, absolutely yeah, loves. Dad, yeah, I have to hide them from dad because it's they're for the kids. Once again, always stealing their stuff. they're not just for the kids. I know, but like... This. I only bought, I know this sounds crazy, We I subscribed because they sold out every time. So I had to subscribe just to like lock in my spot. And I bought three cases, two of the vanilla, one of the chocolate, and they disappear before the next like shipment comes. So yeah, these somebody, ones are gone, something though. is throwing off the just rhythm FYI, here. Just FYI, these ones are not gone. I hit them on the top shelf Thank in the you. pantry. Thank you. Anyway, so back to, to Kiki Milk. It's um, 100% obviously plant-based, clean milk that's also nut-free, which is very rare, and Mm -hmm. specifically designed for kids. So it has tons of nutrients, and it's really healthy. uh, I love the packaging. I love the marketing. The kids love it, and it's just one of those things you can give your kids and feel good about it. Um, We are investors, Andrew and I, and oftentimes, like, I've proposed things to Ashley in the past, and this one really aligned with her and her husband and her family. And so I'm so excited that she's joined the team because her support means a lot to me. And um, it just goes to show you what a killer product this is. And to give you a bit more context, it is truly killing it. Like I, we, Andrew and I are both in e-commerce and we often like text Alex and Lauren go like, what is happening? And even they are like, Ugh, yeah, we don't even really amazing. know yet. Like it's killing it on Thrive. So if you are a Thrive shopper, it's on Thrive. Um, if you want to just go on their website, kikimilk.com. No, go there because code adulting still works and it's oh, 20% off. Okay. You can use our code. That's, that's what I used. And so, um, check it out. Um, and then you ready to take a quick break and get back with Ashley? I am. Okay, cool. Hey, yay. Welcome to our show, Ashley. Thank you. I'm so excited. (laughs) I guess like just for context sake, we should take it back a little bit and, um, and even just figure out how we met. Cause actually how we met now that I think about it is different than probably what even Andrew thinks and like kind of a weird yeah like yeah it's actually kind of confusing now I have to think back it is confusing it's confusing to explain I actually had to explain this to someone that we know mutually like how do you know Daniela and I was like it's very confusing but Uh it just it was weird I remember we were at an event yeah we're both in line getting food and we're getting the same things (laughs) we're both vegan at a non-vegan event and like wait we're getting the same things we're like the same age we're like what is this about and um 
Yeah. We started talking. And then I remember, you know, when you're like newly, we were older, right? Like, I don't even know how old we, for like making new friends, I'd say. We we're right? definitely like out, out of school. Of college, yeah. Like 20s, out of school. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel like I can vibe with this girl. So like we set up like a dinner yeah. date. <laughs> the two of us okay we went to sun cafe i never i'll never forget we started talking and then we realized we knew so many of the same people like i think we connected with like first of all even more random my friend kate albrecht who you kind of knew about right yes like my roommate at the time was someone that she knew yeah Yeah. and then Mm -hmm. we were like oh and then i grew up in the valley you're like oh and then i said like the pilars and you're like i know it was just such a wild scenario and then come to find out your two closest like girlfriends you went to school with were like friends of mine and we had no idea and so then we kind of became like a little foursome and i remember when you met andrew i remember you oh, saying yeah. i'm starting to talk to this guy i don't know yeah that's right yep. that is exactly the time that i started talking mm-hmm. to andrew that's so funny yep, i remember it yeah so funny and here we are today yep. um i think what's made it like what why i wanted to have you on the show and why i think you'd be such a cool um like voice in this space is like out of everyone i know you are probably the one that like has really been living this like I'd say like non-toxic ex-esque life with like a ton of conviction. Okay. So I knew you were plant-based for the most part. I knew that you cared about like health and wellness. But then I'd say recently when you started like posting more on Instagram, I've just realized how interested I've become in learning more about how you live this non-toxic life. Yeah, I mean, that's something that has never really faltered. Once I got into the non-toxic lifestyle, I've never really looked back. Like, I feel like a lot of people get into it and then they're like, oh, okay, well, I can't give up this. I can't give up that. But I feel like, if anything, I've it's grown with me. Uh, okay, so explain it to a dummy. What does a non-toxic life mean? I mean, it it's a broad term for sure. But just in general, I'll start off by talking about toxic load. Um, toxic load is basically... The accumulation of toxins in your body. We're exposed to toxins on an every on every day, whether we know it or not. Just being outside with pollution in the air or pesticides being sprayed, things that we just can't control. Um, but there are a lot of things that we can control, like cleaning products, eating organic where there's no pesticides sprayed on there, um, candles in the home, things that you wouldn't even realize are toxic in the home or just in life in general. Um, Our bodies do a really good job of filtering it out. Our livers do a great job. But when your toxic load is too high and your cup is running over, that's when issues, autoimmune, certain diseases, certain allergies start to come about. So I'm really big on toxic load. And I was a lot more neurotic in the past, I feel like. And now I've kind of learned to trust my body, that my body can detox certain things that I can't control myself. I used to try to control every little thing, and I realized it's just impossible. It was not healthy for me to think that way. Um, but controlling what you can control in your home. Is are, are there any like specific things that stand out to you where you've just said like, okay, I, I can accept that? Like maybe everyday things that we all live with or around where like at one point it was a big thing for you and now you're just like, I can deal with it? I mean, there's a ton of that. I've had to compromise a lot. Um, one example would be pesticides. I personally don't allow pesticides to be sprayed at our home. Um, I remember when we first moved into our house, I saw our new gardeners spraying something i think it was roundup oh, no. and i i mean i panicked and we told them not to do it anymore but then i started thinking like our neighbors probably do it and it drifts to our house and then it comes through our doors are open and 
we live kind of near a golf course where they do spray. And I've called them actually to see like what they spray with, how often. Um, but I realized that there's it's anywhere. It's everywhere. I can't control all of that. So I just need to control what I can in my close environment and trust that I'm doing the best on an everyday basis for my family and I to know that our bodies are functioning properly and can handle those toxins that I can't control. What do you think, if anything, like has helped you? Uh, I think it's so cool that, that like you, you've put so much effort into this. What do you think has helped you maybe chill out in a sense? Um, I'm going to say kids. But really? Because I would have I, I would have thought that would have been the opposite effect. It was. So it was. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I have two kids. Um, I was neurotic about every little thing. Like no, any, nothing could touch me without me knowing exactly what was in it. I was crazy. I mean, I had a doula. I have a, for both my kids, I had a doula. And she's like, I'm going to make a coffee table book of the things that you've texted me about <laughs> um, to see if this is okay. And it's comical looking back on it. Um but yeah, I think I was so neurotic. And then with the second one, it's everyone told me it would be this way, but I never realized it. You can't control it all. My son, my second one, like I'll be helping my daughter with something. And then I see him eating something off the floor and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's, there's only so much you can control with it. So I realized like, okay, I'm going to control what I can control. And I've also seen like different moms, different friends that have live different lifestyles. And that's fine. Not everyone has to live how I live, um, do certain things with their kids. And I'm like, okay, they're doing a lot more that I don't feel comfortable with. So if my kid does this one thing, it's not going to be the end of the world. For sure. For sure. Um, uh, I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I want to backpedal just a little bit. When, when you talk about living a non-toxic lifestyle and, and I know like we're all surrounded by toxins these days, it's like, it's, it's almost impossible to, you know, be completely non-toxic. But like paint the problem, paint the picture for me. So what sort of things stand out to you that that all of us are living around every day that like most people don't even think about? Um, I mean, fragrance is a huge one. Um, Perfumes, candles, fragrance in cleaners. There's so many, they call it greenwashing, certain products that are supposed to be green and clean and they're really not. Um, I mean, pollution from cars. Like I'm crazy about like, we don't turn on our car until all the doors are shut because I don't want the fumes coming in. And I'm I'm psycho. I know I'm over the top. But it's just those are the little things I think about. And I think my body has become – my senses have become so sensitive to it where I can sense – for example, here's a great example. The other day, everyone thinks I'm crazy in my family because I'm over the top. But I was walking outside. Every time I'd walk into our backyard with our kids, I smelled gas. And I'm like, there's – there's, I smell gas and everyone who came over is like, you are nuts. This is, this is, you're absurd. You need help. I'm like, no, I smell gas. So finally on a Sunday, I'm like, this is, I need to figure this out. So I called the gas company to come out and come test. Sure enough, they found a gas leak and it ended up, my husband's like, oh my gosh, he's so annoyed with me because it ended up being this huge ordeal. But um, yeah, they found a gas leak and they thought it was just this one area by the barbecue, but it turned out it wasn't. There was a gas leak in a pipe underneath the ground. And so they had to end up, they ended up shutting off that pipe so we could use the gas in our house, just like the one that led to the barbecue wasn't going to be on, whatever. But that's one thing, like no one else smelled it. I smelled it very strongly and I went with my senses and I'm glad I did. That could have been really serious. We live in an area where fires are prevalent. Could you imagine if Mm -hmm. there was a fire? Like, you know, so. 
Yeah. Um, I'm also, I don't know if I'm as sensitive as you are, but I consider myself pretty sensitive because oftentimes I'm also the one who's saying I smell like I just, and I laugh because I just literally called him and I said, there's a gas leak <laughs> and I can tell you where I smelt it and I can guess like where it's at. And we had someone come out um, and test the air and we've gone through quite a few hoops because we're in the middle of this construction, which Ashley, you would have, you would Actually, you would have moved to another country if you would have dealt with what we've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, You couldn't have been further away from like what is going on in our house right now because it's like drywall dust. It's the lacquer on the the paint. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, For the most part, we tried to go with as non-toxic. Low VOC. Of course. Like the the most that we can control, but there's no avoiding it. Even even though like we painted our cabinets, we left, we came back and the, the smell was horrendous. And I walked in the door and I was like, holy moly and you would have died because this was at nighttime so i got home i had to work that day and they got home before me and no one mentioned anything about the smell so they've been in the house all day so they've been in the house and i walked in and i was like wait what the heck and so the kids were going down and i walked into the room and i was talking i'm like so what do we do about the smell and that night i had probably my first like what felt like an absolute like meltdown, like breakdown. And I panicked. I called probably every hotel in the area for like an hour and a half. And ultimately what I came to the conclusion of was that like, we're not going to die. Like we did the best we could to have the space aired out. Like we had a, this crazy like HEPA scrubber filter going and I opened the kids' bedroom windows and I made sure their doors were closed. But like that whole night I was worried, you know, I woke up the next morning and I'm super sensitive. I'm sure you can attest to this, but like I, I'm the one that's like, okay, I can sense that I'm off. Like I, my equilibrium's a little weird. Totally. Like my senses are heightened. Like my, I feel like I have a headache and I know that like in, in the short term, that's something you can manage, but what's actually happening and what is causing this is what makes me worry. It just prompts a question for me. So do you think the way I think about this for you guys, cause I, I, wholeheartedly see her sensitivity is like do you feel smell see things more because like in my mind your guys's bodies are so clean because you're so like careful and thought out with how you do things or is is half the battle mental because you think about it so much now you feel things at a higher level whereas somebody else might not i think it's both and i've actually talked to my doctor about this um i think a lot of things that we like a lot of times, for example, if my husband eats a terrible meal, he doesn't necessarily feel it the next day. But like for me, if I eat something that I'm not used to eating and that is heavy and that's like full of processed oils, I feel like swollen and just like sluggish the next day. But I think it's because my body's not used to that. But if you're used to eating that way, um, then it's normal. I'm I'm a health coach as well. And I have a couple clients that who have said once they started eating a certain way with me, they went off at a birthday party, had some cake, had some wine. And she's like, the next day, I felt terrible. I'm like, I don't, why am I doing this to myself, you know? But I also do think a lot of it's mental because I'm constantly thinking ahead in terms of like, okay, we're going to go over here. But, you know, what's going to happen over here? And so I'm like already prepping myself for this. For sure. For uh, sure. So I think it's a little bit of both. For sure. I, I can understand that because I do a little bit of that now with drinking. I don't know how much you guys drink or if at all, but... Um, like I'll go for months without a single drink and I'll have one beer now or one drink and I feel terrible. So I feel like it's along the same lines of it's so thought out and you're not doing it anymore. And then you put this thing into your body and your body's like, wait a second. I don't like this. Right. I'm not a big drinker, but if I do have a glass of wine, just one glass, I, 
I can't sleep that night. It ruins my whole next day. I'm like, I'm like, what's the point of this? You know? Totally. I think there's some truth to like both sides, right? Like everyone will tell you or majority people believe like everything in moderation is is fair. And, you know, and to some degree, like I think and I try to tell myself this, too. I think that exposing ourselves to other things is a little bit healthy. I think our bodies need to be able to like fight things off. It's similar to like what we felt in the last like month where I'm like, okay, the kids have kind of been in and out of colds and coughs. We don't know if it has to do with like what's going on at the house or just in general the season because everyone's kind of coming down with things. But at the same sense, like you can't protect them every step of the way. In reality, like I want them to be tested so that way they can have some sort of defense, like to fight it in the future or whatever. Um, I was going to ask you something about just like practicality. Most people who are listening probably don't think twice about, and it's normal, right? Like just don't think twice about like all of the toxins that are in your life. Even if you're someone like, you know, who shops at Whole Foods and maybe like chooses the cleaner alternatives, like clean has, there's a spectrum and, and clean can be very misleading. Right. And like you said, we talk a lot about this, about like kind of beauty, about greenwashing, how prevalent it is now. And Andrew and I just witnessed something the other day where someone tried to pull one over us and green was in the name of their business. And he was all excited. He was like, Oh, Danielle will be happy. And then we realized, no, that's not, no, like you can't. That's happened to me before too. Right. So, so in terms of practicality, like what kind of steps can like the average person take to like condense some of, or like take away some of the toxins that are in their everyday life? Um, I think just starting at home, really, because what you can control, you can control what's in your home. You can't really control what's outside of your home. I mean, I try to control sometimes what's outside of my home. I bring my own soap to my daughter's school. So she's using the paraben-free, clean, non-fragrant soap. But you don't have to go that far, at least not yet. So I think starting at home with your products. I mean, you could start with one aspect. It could be your cookware, like getting rid of all of your non-stick. That's Mm, one way to do it. Um, It could be your skincare products at home, like just hand soap, body soap, shampoo, conditioner. I think starting small is a lot better than trying to change it all because it's going to become daunting, expensive, and then you're not going to succeed at it because it's just overwhelming. So I think if you can make small little steps with just one aspect that you're like focus on either cookware Cookware is massive because that yes. is like and going it's expensive. In, and it's expensive, yes. but you do it if you buy like for me, I, I, I have the same stainless steel pots from like when I moved out when I was like 16 yeah, or 17 years old. Yeah. yeah. So it's like in those, it could be cheap. Right. But mm-hmm. like, obviously you want something that's going to be high quality so you don't have to replace them. Um, so in certain ways, like you can definitely save some money there, but I think cookware is not talked about enough. You have no idea how, and it's hard because like, I'm sure a lot of people listening, even like family members, like I, I, I'll be honest, like I cringe. Like I have to have a full discussion internally when I'm in someone's home and I know that they use like a nonstick or whatever. I panic. I like have to talk myself off the cliff and then I have to realize like they're still standing. They've been using these for years. Like it's I guess what I also want to talk about segue because I get kind of pumped on this stuff is where what is the actual fear, right? Like we've obviously developed some case of fear around whether it's like health or worst case death, like that like other people just don't consider. So like if you can talk more about like your fear around all this, like what are you really afraid of? I have a lot of fear around it. Um, I just, I think, I mean, I don't have statistics in front of me to tell you, but cancer rates have risen over the years. Even 
in younger people that you used to never hear about. Fertility issues, so many people having trouble getting pregnant for no explained reason at all. Um, autoimmune diseases, allergies. You know, back in the day, peanuts weren't a huge allergy. Now, like at school, you can't even give your kid peanut butter, you know? Certain things like that. Um, that's my fear is just like on, I guess, on the less extreme is developing something like that that's going to affect my li- my everyday life where I can't enjoy life to its fullest. And I guess on the more extreme end, it's not dying, but something that could something that could lead to, to that, you know? Yeah. I, like when I listen to it, it's 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 not crazy at all. And I, and I say that coming from the perspective of like, I, I try to think about it myself, but I'm certainly not either of you two. But it makes a lot of sense, right? If you could if you could make easy swaps for products that aren't dangerous to your health, but give you the same result, do the same thing, like, why would you not? Well, also, too, there's so much out there now that before I would say probably 20 years ago, you couldn't find something that would do the job as well as a toxic cleaner or, um, you know, a toxic version. Now there are so many good options that you would not know the difference. Um, the cleaning products I use, it's called Branch Basics. I love it. Um, I mean, it cleans everything. It does an amazing job. I have stains that have been on clothes for my kids for months and they're, it's called their oxygen boost cleaner. It gets it out immediately. Um, so like, I think that's one of the reasons is cost too. Like you said, some of the stuff is more expensive and some of it isn't as accessible. Like you have to go online to buy it rather than go to target to buy it, you know? So it's putting that extra effort in to have that at your house. Yeah, I know. I struggle with that and I've seen it happen in like so many different realms, like with veganism, like accessibility is probably the biggest hang up with people um, making any sort of change. And also there's some misconceptions, right? Like when you really simplify and you dumb it down, yeah, sure, there's cost um, that's involved for like maybe convenience sake. Like let's say you want something that like you just know is gonna you're gonna trust. You don't have to think very hard. Like you like you go on a website and that's the one you're gonna go with. But like if you really like do some digging, vinegar, like distilled white vinegar does a tremendous job and like a bunch of different 100 baking yes, soda There's baking a ton soda of at home things yeah so it's like if you if you simplify it there are certainly ways that you can do this on like a very like basic level and get the same results for a fraction of the cost and I, I think for me like I struggle with just like consumership around this because people like capitalize a lot on our fear and like mm-hmm. you know I, I guess like to put it simply, I think it's the power is much more in our hands than we like even like even know. Totally. I think also people think that, oh, I've been doing this, doing it this way for years. So why change it up now? I'm fine. You know, um, my dad always says like they didn't have organic when I was younger and I'm fine. I'm like, yeah, dad, because everything when you were younger was organic. Yeah. They didn't have pesticides back then. Um, but I think people get stuck in their ways with that. But part of the reason why I came into health was finding that making a small change could make such a big impact on my life and my health. And I think find starting small and doing those little changes, I think you'll see as you progress and make more changes how much it can really impact your life. And my thought is if you can do the healthier, safer option, why not? You know, sure. why 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 risk it and do something that isn't as safe or as more toxic sure i know that you've probably run into situations like daniela mentioned earlier where like we go to even family's house and they do things differently have you found like for people like you or her have you found ways to sort of 
ease more of your lifestyle into their environment too because you know you know you're going to spend plenty of time there totally so for my mom it's easy my mom's down the street from me and i just bring my products over and for christmas i get her a a cast iron pan that i want her to use (laughs) things like that so it's pretty easy and my mom's my mom is into this stuff so that's easy um at my in-laws house they live in new york when we go there i i bring a lot of stuff with us and like over the years we've accumulated the right pots and just things for being there. And I think a lot of the people there are like, oh, okay, this doesn't change anything. Why am I not using, why am I using my nonstick instead of my stainless? It's the same thing. If it's healthier, why not do that? Or the dish soap that I, I bring my own dish soap there, you know, like they're like, oh, it cleans it just fine. So why not use that? You know? So I think slowly, like I never try to push my ways on people, but I, I'm very consistent with what I believe in and I'm I go you don't to, you don't waver. I don't waver, and I go to great lengths to make sure that I'm continuing to do what I believe in, and people just see that, and I think people recognize it. And if they want to ask me questions about it, I'm happy to talk about it all day long. Yeah, but um, yeah, I think people just witness it and like, oh, okay, well, why not try that? That's easy. I, explain that more because I think it's such an interesting dynamic. Because because you know I've been around it with her for ten years now. I've, I've seen it play out firsthand. But like when I think about Mike's, your husband Mike's family, like. I don't know them that well, but in my mind, like old school East Coast family that like does things in a more old school traditional manner. What like what did that look like over time for you guys to go and spend time like at their house and then you bring your lifestyle to them? Was it hard with like were there awkward moments? Does Um, that mean you go to the store and like get your own stuff and bring it back to the house? I mean, it definitely takes a lot more effort. I like I said I don't waver so people just know that's who I am. I'm not being rude, I'm not being crazy. That's just who I am and people accept that. Um luckily, not luckily, but his sister also she's had she had some health issues, severe allergies, eczema, asthma, things like that. So she had to she's realized that a gluten-free, dairy-free diet is actually what keeps her symptoms and things at bay. So she has to be careful about what she uses and she's gotten very into health and everything as well. So it helps to have her on my side with that. Um, but yeah, when I go there, I, if I can't get something at the market there, I send it before we go. I love this. Like the veggie burgers <laughs> I love for my kids. If I, I send a couple boxes there so that they're there. Um, they Before they didn't have a Whole Foods in the area there, but now they do. So I'm able to just like go there and get things I need. And over the years, I've just, you know, like we'd be at the store and I'd get a stainless steel pot and I'd be like, okay, we're going to cook in this. And then just accumulating over the years and his mom's really good with it too. She sees that and she's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll get an extra one or whatever. Yeah. So let's talk about eating for a second. Like in that scenario, do you, do you let anybody else feed your kids? No. Nobody else can cook for them and feed them? Um, they can cook for that. I'm very particular about it. Yeah. Even with my I, husband, I imagine. Mike, who's, who knows everything very well. Like I'm still, I don't know. I just have this control thing with it. Um, so I generally just cook for my, I enjoy it. I feel better about it. Sure. Um, but no, people can cook for my kids. And like I said, I've gotten a lot ne- less neurotic over the years. So if my kid tries something that maybe was cooked in canola oil instead of avocado or olive oil, <laughs> I'm not going to have a panic attack where I'm like, oh, what did you cook this in? And said, a lot of people will be like, oh, I made this vegan and it's healthy. I'm like, okay, but what oil did you use? Did you use anything fake in there's it? There's just so many you levels know? Yeah, to there's so shit. many levels of it. And um, so, yeah, I've... I do the most of it, but if they try something, um, I try not to panic about it. But it wasn't always like that, right? No, like you not. had a period of time where like oh, there was a very not. high level of panic, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. very high level of panic. But over the years, it has – I think with my daughter, I've seen like 
that her trying something isn't the end of the world. Yeah. I, I will say I am very strict about feeding my kids and sugar and things like that. Um, and I feel like I've, it, I've seen it work with my daughter where I was strict about sugars and those kind of things. And she's like an, a phenomenal eater. We go to a birthday party. She doesn't even ask for a birthday cake. She doesn't care. Really? Know? Yeah. She, she, she doesn't – she really – like I've gotten to the point last year. I'm like she's old enough now where she can – I've developed a good foundation for her. And I know I can get back to it the next day. I know that giving her sugar today is not going to make her sugar crazy. Like, she's not going to only want sugar now. She has a good foundation. So I was like, okay, at a birthday parties, if she asks for cake, I'm going to let her have a cake, even though it's going to kill my soul and I'm going to be freaking out inside. <laughs> I'm going to let her do that. And she doesn't ask for it. She really wow. doesn't ask for it. Wow. So Our kid would want the whole cake. I, th- I feel like we were really good for a while. And then... I mean, you understand it, like just parts of parenting are overwhelming and you're exhausted and like you end up just saying yes to things that you don't really want to say yes to, to like make situations easier. But once we introduce sugar to Geo, it's like, it's been on and popping. Yeah. And like we, we can see it literally happen in real time, watch his mood swing. And like, that's what he'll request all the time now, like just snacks all day. And if, if you said yes, he would eat sugary snacks all day long. Right. And he'd have a monster. Yeah. No, and it's hard because that, I mean, that's what's around. That's what other kids are eating as well. So it, it's really hard. I mean, the first two or three years for my daughter, I was so strict. People thought I was crazy. Now I've loosened up where she can have certain things and I'm not as controlling. But it was so important for me to develop that base where she enjoyed healthy foods. Like my kids devour sauerkraut. They love sauerkraut. You know, certain things I wanted to just give them the right palate and then so they can make their choices later on, but still come back to their healthy ways. Is there a theory around um, like no sugar for X amount of time with children? Is like, I think the government said before two years old you shouldn't give sugar. Added I've sugar. heard that. Yeah, I thought um, so. I just I don't see any health benefit in processed sugar at all. And my view on it is why am I going to give my kids something that I know is not benefiting them in any way mm-hmm. um and obviously there's situations and you don't want them to feel like they're left out at a birthday party or certain things and at birthday parties when my daughter was younger i would bring a treat mm-hmm. and put it on the same plate as the yeah. other kids and she wouldn't know and she would have that um so i really went out of my way to to try to work on that and at home i we don't eat that way so i think they just naturally are used to that um but yeah, I just I I try to stay away from things that I know have like zero nutritional benefit or could be harmful, like food dyes and things like that. Sure, I think where I struggle and we are like, you know, I know Andrew kind of puts us in the same category, but I aspire to be like you. It's not at all where I'm at now. But what I struggle with is, um, like standing up for my beliefs outside of our home. And that's like, like I said, I internally struggle when I'm around certain situations that are kind of what feels like out of my control, but I combust when it involves the kids. Like I will take a hit, no problem. Like, okay, fine. Like, but when it has to do with my kids and that's the thing, when we talk about the spectrum of like health and clean and veganism and all these things, like so many people just say, well, they're vegan, right? Like, uh, I've gotten things just recently where someone's like, ah, these are vegan candies. Like they're like sour pouch or whatever. I don't even know what they were and got a bunch of them. And I didn't know what to say. It's like, I don't want to offend these people because yes, I'm vegan, but I'm vegan for outside of ethically reasons. Like I'm vegan because I actually just think that it's a healthier way of living. Mm -hmm. 
uh, what do I do? (laughs) I mean, that's that's happened with me a lot. I think it comes back to me not wavering. People just knowing that's how I am. Um, We were somewhere and someone's someone offered my son goldfish and that's just not something I give my kids. And I said, oh, no, 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 he doesn't eat that. And they just know that that's – I'm not trying to be rude or trying to be condescending whatsoever. That's just not what I feed my kids. And that's fine if someone feeds their kids that, no problem. You know, everyone has their choice. But that's just something for me. Um, so I think that has helped that people just know that's how I am. Most people just know that's how I am. Um, and, yeah, people do try to be like, oh, I got a vegan treat for your kid. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just depending, like, maybe I'll just say, oh, we'll have some at home. Mm-hmm. We, I don't want them to have a treat before nap time or something. And I'll try to gracefully say something like that because it is sweet and thoughtful. If people just don't know. People are trying, and most people just don't know. Um, and, yeah, I try to do something like that where I'm like, oh, thank you so much. We just – we'll eat some later, you know. How does how does Mike handle it? Because – from my experience, like I also care, mm-hmm. but if I'm being like, you know, hundred percent honest, not to the level that she does, like I care, but I'm not going to give it as much time in my brain as she would, or maybe you would. And so when like, let's say I have geo by myself or the kids by myself and the situation comes up, like I almost feel like a robot. Like I just step in and there's really no life there, but I'm just like, no, they, they don't eat that. <laughs> like, I don't really know what exactly I'm saying, you know? I mean, I, I, I do, but I'm just like, yeah. like, okay. So if, if I go to my mom's house with Gio, right? The thing is, this is why it's so hard is people, people really care. And I appreciate the effort more than anything else, but there's levels to this shit, you know, and unless you've been doing it for a while, you don't fully understand. And if you've been living your life one way for 50, 60 years, like it's really hard to want to dive in over here, you know? So like maybe it would be the situation where she cooks something in a pan that you know, is not approved in our household <laughs> or there's like, there's food that's not necessarily healthy, but it's vegan. Right. And, and in their mind it's vegan. So this is, this is okay for the kids. And you know, there's like so many moments where it's like awkward for me where I'm just like, no mom, he, he can't, he can't eat that. No mom, he can't have that either. No, no, I think we're going to do it differently. And it's like, I, I care, but just again, not to the level that you guys right, do. And you're just, trying to protect Daniela from freaking out. hundred percent. Yeah. I have to protect her <laughs> yeah, too. You yeah. know, does Mike run into that? Um, I think so. There has been an instance. I remember this is a funny story. My daughter, we would go to the market and she'd, we go to Air One, which is a healthy market around here a lot. And she's like, Mom, can I have a croissant? I'm like, How do you even know what a croissant is? You've never had one. She's like, No, Dad gave one to me. And I was like, Dad never gave it to you. I've asked, I asked him a few times. He's like, I never gave her a croissant. What are you talking about? And then finally she kept asking, I'm like, Did you give her a croissant? He's like, Okay. One time she had a bite of mine and. I just laughed and everything there is like healthy and clean and no food dyes or processed things. I just personally wouldn't have given it to her and that's fine. Um, but yeah, he knows he knows the drill. We were at a friend's house the other day and the kids were playing with something and wanted to put something in the microwave. We don't have a microwave at our house and I'm weird about that. And the kids are sitting in front of the microwave turning it on and I'm like <gasps> dying inside and Mike sees me and he just calls it out in front of everyone. Oh, Ashley's freaking out. She's try- I know what's going in her head. Yeah. She's like, okay, it's only 15 minutes. Just just last 15 minutes. You're fine. Don't say anything. And it's so true. That was going through my head. But that's like a moment right there where things outside of my control and it's yeah. not worth it at that point. It's one time. It's not worth sure. it at that point to freak out and like cause a scene and make my daughter feel uncomfortable or whatever. So... That when it's a one-time thing and it's casual like that, 
I try to. So do you just end up sending toaster ovens to everybody? (laughs) Honestly, I would if I could. (laughs) Dude, we are, we're kind of that we're in the same camp with before. I almost want to say before I was vegan, I stopped using a microwave Mm -hmm. and I was a child. Yeah. A child. And I was influential as a kid and I still am, but like very influential as a kid. And I remember when I was in elementary school, a teacher once said to me, um, and I could put two and two together because at the time my uncle had cancer and they, and they said something about a microwave having radiation. If you stand in a microwave or if you put your food in a microwave, it's like doing something to the food that like is not good for your body. And that was enough for me to understand, like I'll never use a microwave. So I came home that day in elementary school. I said, we're never using a microwave. Don't stand near a microwave. Don't put it on with me, like in the kitchen, whatever. Never used it from that day on. We've never had one in any of the places we've lived in. The kids have never used one, but again, very common common for most households and it's really hard for me like geo this happened to us the other day where he wanted to push the buttons on a microwave in my aunt's kitchen and i like fully like dove in front of him (laughs) but these are like the ideas that i've like built over years Mm -hmm. that become so just concrete to me and like i have things that i don't waver in you have things that you don't waver in and for you like there's just it's very black and white right so that's what i had to deal with because it, for me, I'm an all or nothing girl. Like, if I'm going to commit to something, I commit hard. And I'm like, you know, if, if it's the sugar thing, I'm not giving my kids sugar. I'm very careful about it. Um, so that was always hard for me to loosen up a little bit in that sense. But what I've realized over the years, too, is that it's not the one time that things affect kids or anyone at all. It's not the one time my daughter stands in front of a microwave. It's when you do that every day. Sure. It's It's not the one time my daughter accidentally had sugar or something. It's when I give it to her consistently and she knows that that is a common thing, you know? Sure. So I think it's just realizing, I mean, we go to restaurants a lot and even the healthier restaurants, I mean, I don't know if they cook in canola oil. I try to be careful about that. Talk about canola oil because that's super common for people. People use that all the time for cooking, baking, all the things. Talk a little bit about it. Um, Any processed oil like that, a seed oil, um, they're just highly processed and they're really inflammatory for the body and they cause issues in the body. Um, A lot of people find when they eliminate all of those oils that a lot of issues do go away. Um, And they're in everything. I mean, you look at a healthy snack and Mm -hmm. everything's great. And then you see sunflower oil or canola oil or like a random oil that you're like, where did this even come from? Um, So I I try to stick to avocado oil, coconut oil, and olive oil. I I don't really heat things in olive oil often just because the the toxicity burning point is low on that. Mm. But I try... If it, like the other day I ran out of avocado oil, I used olive oil to cook. It's fine. It's not a big deal. But I try to do it, like if I cook pasta, I'll put it over my pasta or use it as a salad dressing. Mm. Do it as like an end as a topper rather than to cook in. Um, But yeah, I try to just keep to those oils at home. And then I realize that restaurants, like I said, even at the healthier ones, I don't know. They could be cooking in nonstick pans. I have no idea. Sure. So you just got to hope for the best sometimes (laughs) and just do what you can at home. I know Daniela was like like laser focused in on that because she's very impressionable. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I can almost guarantee that when we go home today, she's like, no more olive oil. We're only using avocado and <laughs> coconut from here on out. That's very true. <laughs> no, no. And I appreciate it because like I've learned a lot from you and I've like changed things. I've changed a lot even just from looking at your stories and like I've tapped every link you've posted. <laughs> I've bought every pan you've talked about. That. Like I've like I'm all in. Um and I would love to be like full throttle, but it's like over time and I think little steps will add up. But um, I was going to say, since we were talking about oils, I want to talk really quickly before we um, 
head off is your company, Beautiful Flower Foods. Yes, because yes, I think that would be great to like talk about since so many people. Um, I mean, it's just like a great butter replacement. And then I also want to talk about your health coach and then where to find you on Instagram. Okay. So Beautiful Flower Foods is a company I started with my husband. Um, I used to make this cookie dough, a vegan cookie dough that my family would devour. Like everyone would ask me to bring it to every family event. And I was using, I'm not going to name the name, but a butter that I would never eat on my own to make this cookie dough. And I, so I wouldn't eat the cookie dough because I knew what was in it. I'm like, why am I giving people something that I don't even approve of. So it always made me uncomfortable. And my husband's like, well, go make your own butter. Just kind of joking around. I'm like, huh, not a bad idea. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make a butter. But like I said, my sister-in-law has so many allergies. She's allergic to nuts, so many things. And I know a lot of people are. And a lot of the good plant-based butters out there are cashew-based or nut-based. They have allergens in them. So my goal was to make something that was allergy-friendly that everyone I could use when I'm baking for my sister-in-law or for anyone who had an allergy or for my daughter's school where she can't have nuts. Um, so I made butter and I made different flavors of it and it's all allergy friendly. It, I mean, coconut's now considered a nut, I guess, but it's not, I mean, it's up for debate, I guess. Um, but it does have coconut in it. Uh, it doesn't taste coconutty though. So yeah. I no, have, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't at all. Yeah, that part's yeah. cool because some people really don't love the taste of coconut, yeah. but I feel like there's coconut flavor yeah. that people are really accustomed to. But the actual coconut itself doesn't often have like a very strong flavor. Right. So, yeah, I started making these butters and I stopped making the cookie dough because I just believed more in the butters and the cookie dough. Um, yeah. But they were, I mean, the cookie dough is amazing. I know. Do you have I, the recipe somewhere I that people I still get texts. Literally, I got a text yesterday from a friend saying, what do I have to do to get some cookie dough? Yeah, I think you might have to bring that back to life if you have time at some point in I your know. life with your busy schedule. Yeah. Um, okay, great. And so I, I saw recently you've decided to start coaching again. Yes. So, so I'm yeah. a certified health coach through the Institute of um, Integrated Nutrition. And I kind of did some things in the beginning um, with my health, co- health coach certification, but I had kids. It's just, you know, it's been crazy the last few years, but now I really want to get back into it. I pretty much do it always with friends and family. I have friends texting me every day, seriously every day about what should I buy at the market? What should I get? What nail polish? Yeah. What nail polish? (laughs) Where do you go to get this? Is this better? Is this better? And sometimes friends are like, I'm I'm so sorry to ask again. I'm like, no, please ask. I I physically enjoy this. Like it gives me (laughs) joy to do this. I'll do this all day long. And so I decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I truly have a passion for helping people with health. I would do it for free. You know, like I just love it. Um, And I just want people to be healthier. I want people to have the option to know that there's another option. If you're not feeling well, then like that there's a way out almost. So yeah, I started health coaching again. Um, I do one-on-one health coaching. I have a website. I'll Yeah, please drop it. So it's ashleybelfiori.com okay. and it has all the information on there and I, I truly love it. Yeah. So. And then to follow you on Instagram for your wellness and health. and It's health by Shlee. People call me Shlee sometimes. So it's health by S-H-L-E-E. Awesome. Yeah. Yay. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we talk, talked about this because it's something that like I often don't um, divulge much because I don't want my biggest thing is like um, I just want people to feel comfortable and like right. relate to like just us being in life and figuring out things as we go. But the truth is like deep down in my core, I do have a lot of differences and I find that it's sometimes really hard to feel confident about choices when they're not like 
easy and people I, I always feel bad for people who may just think that this is the norm and that we should just accept that we're you know either inhaling this or consuming this or buying this and supporting these things so it's just nice to get a voice on here that really like lives by it mm-hmm. um and if anyone needs any more insight i'm sure Schlee will be there to, I know, to I, help i do want to say people come up to me all the time or at dinner like oh i didn't want to order that in front of you I'm like, oh my gosh i don't care i truly don't care you should see how my family eats sometimes sure even my husband, my own husband, but um, I don't care. I just I, this is the way I personally live. I do not judge anyone else. Sometimes I wish I could be a little more loose with my lifestyle. Like sometimes sure. I envy that a little bit. Um, but yeah, like I ne- everyone is on their own journey. Everyone does what's comfortable for them. I just want to be here for people who need some help or aren't feeling their best and want to have some tools to fix that. Love so. it. Well, thank you for for chatting with us. Thanks for having me. So, cool. so much fun. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Adulting Like a Mother Father. New episodes drop every Tuesday right here, so make sure you tune in for all the goods.